Welcome back to WMUL 88.1, The Cutting Edge. You're now listening to Communication Breakdown. I'm your host, Abigail Cunningham, here today with Melina KB. Melina, thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you for having me. This is so exciting. So for any of our listeners who aren't quite familiar with you, just go ahead and introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about your music journey so far. Absolutely. So, hey, I'm Melina. Um, I am currently 21 years old and studying songwriting and music business at Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, So I'm a full-time student as well as a theatrical pop artist. Um, I've been releasing music since 2020, and I started writing music back when I was like a wee 10-year-old. And it's been an absolute blast since then. And I really would describe my music as like the crossover between a Broadway show tune, so maybe like it's giving Heathers, Mean Girls, Mamma Mia, um, and oftentimes like a good pop-punk Yeah, your music style is so unique, and that was something that I really wanted to ask you about. How did you sort of find your way into this and then marketing it towards a general audience being so Broadway-like? Yeah, so it actually, it all began, um, obviously, like when I started writing music, I never wrote it specifically into the genre of theater. Uh, I was just a very passionate theater kid. Uh, Back in middle school, I was in like... um, Oh, what musicals was I was in? I was in West Side Story. I was in Legally Blonde, which I love both of those musicals. And then going into high school, I was auditioning and playing roles in my high school back in Massachusetts um, in all of those theater productions and just, like, really embracing the theater kid lifestyle as I am now. Um, and so when I started working with my producer, who I actually met back in middle school, he was my, like, acapella teacher through the Real School of Music, which is, like, a music organization slash school that I did after school back throughout like high school in those years. I met him because we were doing acapella together and I reached back out when I saw that he had opened up a full-time studio um, and we started working together and the style we tried, we workshopped so many different things. Like my first single, Let Me Explode, there are like infinite amounts of versions of that song that like sound a little bit like Ariana Grande or sound a little bit like Billie Eilish or sound a little bit like whatever was trending on the radio at the time. Um, And we just kept trying and trying and trying and everything just didn't feel quite right. And we were like, you know what, let's just trust our instincts and go with what feels authentic to me and not try to sound like anyone else. And it turned out to seem very theater-esque, but it wasn't until my music started really taking off online, which I'm so grateful for, literally so grateful for, um, where all of my comments were like, oh my God, this should be like a Disney special or like it's giving Calling All the Monsters. Or they'd be like, this should be on Broadway. This is given New York City. And so when that started to happen, I was like, you know what? Let me just embrace this because it's already who I am. Like I might as well be 100% authentically myself and embrace this community of people who are literally exactly like me. So I got very, very lucky that the people who listen to my music and the genre of music that I write, I get along with that energy so well. And that's exactly who I am because every time I get to communicate with people who listen um, or people who are just supporting me along my journey. It's literally just like talking with my best friends. So I have a great time. (laughs) For myself, I know that I discovered you when you went viral on TikTok for your single, I've Had Enough, which I would imagine a lot of other listeners of yours have that same experience with me. What was it like realizing that that song had gone so viral and everybody started listening to you at that moment? Oh my goodness. It was, it was absolutely like awe-inspiring. I was, I felt starstruck by the entire experience. I remember 
waking up. So here's, here's the thing that with this song specifically, I had this like weird gut feeling about it that it was going to be a really important song for me and that it mattered a lot, the content that I put out around it. And obviously the song um, is this like, br- like bringing women together um, empowerment song that is rallying together against um, people who take advantage of us and overlook us and feel like they can step on our backs, as the song says. Um, and I knew that it was really important what I did with it, especially because it has some just like really dark, honest truths behind it uh, that were already hard for me to come out into the world and share. Um, and so I knew that this was something that I wanted to take really seriously. And so it was March of 2021, and I had already started writing the song, like the beginning first verse, like the, so you say you really miss me. Well, that makes me laugh. You missed the way I let you walk all over me, broke every bone on my back. I remember like sitting in a practice room in my high school writing that song and like showing it to one of my friends. Um, and so I know that I've been writing it for a really long time. I found some old voice memos the other day and was just like getting chills about the whole thing. But I had started writing the song, I'm pretty sure, in 2019, in like the winter or the fall. Um, and so this has been in the process for a while, but I didn't plan on doing anything with it because I was so terrified of putting it into the universe. And so my producer, Tim Bon Giovanni, love him. Uh, I've worked in, with him for all of my songs, same guy that I did with acapella back in middle school. Um, it was winter of 2020, like back in like December-ish. And he was like, hey, like, do you remember that one song you played me a really long time ago? And I was like, oh, yeah, it was just like a verse in the chorus. Like, um, what about it? And he was like, I really like, have you ever thought about continuing writing it? Like, I, that song has been stuck in my head. And like, I really feel like it could help a lot of people. And perhaps it's something you're interested in continuing. And I was like, oh my goodness, you're so right. Like, let me try to write something. So I spent like a few days just trying to write some things down. And I remember my dad and my brother were playing basketball outside and I was like trying to workshop the bridge and write a bridge because I didn't have a bridge, which ended up being the part of the song that took off. Um, And so I remember I had this voice memo of me like trying to figure out which lyrics fit and writing it and writing the melody. Um, And I knew as soon as I had written that bridge, I was like this, this moment right here, production-wise, needs to be something that anyone who has ever hurt me or hurt someone who has gone through the traumatic experiences that I have or has just really experienced a horrific breakup and just wants a moment to come together and to scream it in your car, I was like, instrumentally and production-wise, it needs to mirror that. The music needs to mirror the lyrics. I want anyone who has ever hurt someone like that to be listening to this in their car and just to feel fear. And so, feel the fear that we feel every single day. And so... I remember going to him and we put this out. And when I put the song into the universe, it was a really big moment just for me as a human. What I didn't realize is it would be such a big moment for so many other people, for millions, which is so crazy for me to wrap my mind around, for millions of other people. And so every single day, I just like wake up and thank my lucky stars that this song was able to access so many people and help so many people because that is the biggest dream that any artist has. But it was always something for me. I'm super passionate about activism. Um, but I'm also just super passionate about women supporting women and people supporting people. And so it every single day, I just can't even believe that that's the truth. And when it started taking off back in March of 2021, and then it really hit its way, the bridge really took off um, in the winter of 2021. It was such a wild experience. My friends would be scrolling on their TikTok and all of a sudden I'd hear my voice. And I was like, there's no way. Like my cousins were texting me like, Hey, my friends listen to your music. Like it, it's every independent artist's dream. It's everyone's dream. Um, and so I'm just really grateful. So you say you really miss me. Well, that 
makes me laugh Cause you miss the way I let you walk all over me Broke every bone in my back So you wanna reminisce things? <laughs> well don't come round here with that If we review through your phony excuses I bet it won't change the past Close for the weekend don't you apologize, I know you don't mean it I quit Here's to the nose, to the I think you should go To the leave his ass alone, to the hanging up the phones To the no man can demand my body, my spirit, my love Oh, Here's to the nose, to the walk yourself on home To the keeping on my clothes getting that together and releasing that instead of just the singles that you've been doing? Oh my gosh. It, I, that's like my baby. I love playing adult. Um, I was terrified. I was so terrified. Obviously, we're in a culture of singles right now, and I work in marketing. Actually, I worked for 1824, which is Universal Music Group's Creative Solutions team, and we're all students, like, focused on that 18 to 24 demographic, um, and I work in digital marketing as well as strategic partnerships, and so seeing and having the opportunity to market 
artists and brainstorm and utilize social media as such a tool, not only personally, but like professionally with my job, it's something I think about all the time. Like, how can I take a song and really uplift a rising artist and give them a platform and help them in that journey and be a part of their story? Um, and I think the same way towards myself. I'm like, okay, how do, how do I make a moment out of this? How do I access as many people as possible with this? Um, and I was definitely terrified with releasing an EP because I know that right now we're in a strong single culture. And I will say albums are like making a major comeback. And it makes me so happy, like getting to listen to albums like emails I can't send. Obviously, the deluxe version. Play, love it. Um, and I mean, I'm a Swifty to my core. So I'm like, I'm literally, as we're doing this interview, staring at a Speak Now poster on my wall. And I'm like, okay, one of the most iconic albums of all time. Like, I respect bodies of work so much and I think it's so important for artists um, or I felt it was so important for me as an artist to release something that was a collection that had like a through line that people could really see into who I am and where I am at at this current stage of life as a 21 year old like entering the music industry um, but I was definitely scared because I know that singles right now perform sometimes oh, it's a lot easier to get a single to perform well versus a whole EP or album because you have to promote every single piece but I'm really, really glad that I did it. I love playing adult. She's like everything to me. And I'm really excited that Never Acting at All got to be on it because the song tells the story of two theater kids like falling in love and like a showmance and confessing your feelings. Um, and I felt like that was like, my, like our song, not just my song, but like our song as me and the people who listen to my music. And so that was definitely a highlight of releasing my EP. And even more recently, you've had a couple of singles come out. Heartbreaker at Heart was released last month, and then its lyric video followed earlier this month. Tell me a little bit about that release and also filming the video for that. Oh, my gosh. I had such a good time filming that video. Um, for those listening, so I recently released the song Heartbreaker at Heart um, back in the end of August. And me and one of my best friends, Penny, who actually I work with at 1824, um, and it's one of the ways that we initially got connected, me and Penny do at this point, like in my current stage of the career, all of our visuals together. So all of my canvases, cover art, um, like videos that we've been working on for the future, that's all me and Penny. And I love this woman. She is a creative genius. We have so much fun together. And I think it's so important to like create art with your best friends and have a good time. Um, and so for Heartbreak Hurt Heart, we knew she had been out of town for the um, summer and I was based in Nashville. I am based in Nashville right now currently. And so she was coming in for a weekend and we were like, Oh my God. Okay. Let's get this photo shoot in. And while we're at it, let's get some content. And initially our idea. So heartbreaker at heart is a song that tells the story of actually something that happened when I was like 14 or 15 years old, but I wanted to put some life into that story because I felt like it was a song and a story that I would have wanted at that age. Um, but it tells the story of self-sabotage and letting your anxiety get in the way of a really positive relationship and just continuing to feel like throughout your life you're sabotaging these relationships before they can get good because you're worried about um, if the other person will hurt, your, hurt you first, which I feel like is a fear that so many people experience. Um, and back at the age of 14 when I was figuring stuff out, that like took the route of um, an infidelity in my relationship in a small way, but still I was like, let's write an nothing song. Um, and so Heartbreaker at Heart, we were like looking at this lyric, I'm my own home wrecker. And I, that's one of my favorite songs in, or one of my favorite lyrics in the song. So her idea was initially, since it's kind of a country theater song, because why not try that? I live in Nashville. I was like, let's try it. Um, we were going to do something on Broadway, but we were like, okay, 
there's so many people here right now, like going to Broadway, we'll have to blur out so many faces. Like, what if we tried really rallying around that line on my own home record? And Penny had access to a location. And so me and my best friend Haley, one of my roommates, went to Goodwill and we purchased a bunch of old, um, like house furniture and houseware. And we spray painted a bunch of it pink to go with the aesthetic. We brought it into this house and it was just like a demolish fest. Like we turned this like little tiny house space into my like personal rage room question mark. Um, and so the video is me demolishing all of this stuff and like totally having way too much fun, like mouthing along to the song into like hair dryers and like hammers. So we had so much fun. I love the song. Uh, it's definitely different for me, but I was like, let's try a take in country theater. Why not? Early text night. Tie my corset tight. Fold the photo booth pictures down. Stranger danger's real, but I like how it feels. So I'll think of you when the lights go out. I can't, I can't, I can't shake the guilt. But I can't stay still. I don't wanna want the thrill. But I'm so, I'm so stable, unstable. I'm my own home record. Faithfully unfaithful. Kevin Kolk's song, 20%, about dating in your 20s. Tell me a little bit about that song and then how the collaboration process with him was. Absolutely. It's so cool. And like, this is my first time actually getting to talk really about Heartbreaker at Heart and about 20%. So I'm like, this is the launch, baby. Um, I love that song so much. Kevin is a gem. He is one of the kindest, most thoughtful, and also most driven people that I know. 
he runs track at Belmont. So he does like track cross country. He's a phenomenal runner. Um, and that consumes so much of his lifestyle. And it's something so impressive to me because he's able to balance that while also being a producer and a songwriter and a musician and a performer. Um, and I'd seen him live before in the fall of last year. I had a bunch of friends that overlapped with him. And so I went to his show and he was doing all of this live production while the show was going on. Very similar to like a Jacob, Jacob Collier type, but a little more like EDM, a little more pop. And I was fascinated and I was like, I need to get coffee with this man. He seems so cool. And we got coffee and we were just dabbing away like old pals. And I was like, you know what? Let's be besties. Um, and so me and him started writing together and we started writing this song. Um, I was going through a period of time slash always I'm going through a period of time of just finding that in college, it is really, really hard to find a relationship in which the other person wants to commit fully because obviously like everyone's young and they're going out and they're experiencing life as a young adult for the first time. They're living away from home for the first time. Um, and it is a very challenging um, feat to try to find someone who would like to commit to you completely, as well as someone who's compatible with you. So we were just like talking and brainstorming about how challenging it can be to try to pursue a relationship at this point in time in our 20s. Um, and we wrote this song together. We co-wrote it completely. And he produced the full thing. We got it mixed and mastered um, externally to us. Well, actually, no, he mixed it. We got it mastered externally to us. Um, but Kevin is a star, and I love him. And releasing this song was so cool. I'm featuring on it, so it's on his next project, which we'll see what comes there. I can't spoil anything, but definitely follow along with what Kevin has been up to because he'll be releasing a lot more music in the future. Um, and I'm just, I'm truly honored that he was willing to have his first song off of this new era for him be one that was featuring me and get to share this moment with him. I got to perform with him at the end in Nashville the other day. That was really, really special. Um, and I'm really glad that our brands and our like friendship gets to like collaborate and go to this new level. So yeah, I love the song. It's like 20%. <laughs> and looking towards the future with your music, what can we look out for, hope to expect? What do you got in the works for us? Oh, oh I'm so excited. Like it's, I'm in an interesting period of time where I've just been writing all the time and really trying to figure out what I want to say next because it has hit me now that like the music that I put out into the universe may actually reach people and that there are people who are waiting for the new releases and want to listen. And I want to say something that really either tells a story that I would have wanted to hear when I was younger or tells a story that's extremely authentic to what my life is like currently. I know that one thing I can confirm is that moving forward, I want to definitely release the music that is specific to the college experience. I feel like I've released a lot of music that's talked about my high school experiences, but I'm a huge Maud Latour fan, and I, like, think about so many of her songs referencing, even, like, Lizzie McAlpine, referencing, like, campus and going to classes and, like, figuring out that kind of stuff. Um, I would love to talk more about my college experience and those sorts of things. Because um, a lot of my songs do it, but a little less specifically. Additionally, I'm so excited. I feel like it, at this point it is fully announced. And playing my first two out-of-town shows, which are actually going to be in my hometown. Uh, I've done a bunch of headliners in Nashville, but I've never done ones in Boston before after, like, releasing music and going to college. And I'm playing two of them. I'm playing um, a show at Worcester Polytechnic Institute on the 28th. This is, like, a, maybe the first time I'm talking about this. In fact, it is. I'm playing Worcester Polytech on uh, the 28th with my best friend, Dilsey. 
she is an icon and she's in the band Hill House and they are welcoming me onto their campus to get to play that. Um, I'm flying my whole band out and me and my roommates are also going together. Um, they're excited. It'll be Halloween. So we're going to like do the whole Salem thing and have a blast, stay with my family. But we're doing that as well as on the 29th, we're playing Club Sonia at the Middle East, which is a dream venue for me. I grew up my whole life wanting to play that venue and now like actually playing that with Hill House, the same band. Um, it's going to be an honor. So I'm very excited. That's like, we're in rehearsal season right now, prepping for those shows because we're fully like flying across the country to get to play like my first ever little tour stop. So I'm excited about that. I also can also confidently tell you guys that whether or not it's this year, there will be Melina KB Christmas music. I am a Christmas stan. I love the holidays and eventually there will be a Christmas song. I don't know if it's this year or next year, but I've got to write one. (laughs) That's about it. I think that Christmas song might be what I'm looking most forward to. <laughs> I'm like, we need more Christmas music. I Always. start listening to it, like, uh, immediately after Halloween. Christmas music is on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my last question for today is one I always like to ask, and you kind of touched on it a little bit, and I think that you are very uniquely positioned to answer this one as a musician and also a college student. Since we are a college radio station, I always like to ask an artist what advice, words of wisdom, whatever you want to say to any of our college-age listeners out there. Ah, literally, college radio is my dream because I am, like, such an, like, I truly believe in embracing the moment as much as you can. Um, And now that I'm a senior in college, I'm living that truth even more. Every single day, trying to make the most of my experiences, like, go to, like, the welcome seminar for this last year of college, like, try to really enjoy, like, even when I'm doing my homework, I'm like, oh, but, like, I may never do stuff like this again. Like, you know what? Like, spending that quality time with my friends. But something that I, I do always like to say is, like, to all the college listeners that are listening right now, um, I completely get you. It is challenging AF right now. Like, trying to balance internships and jobs, which we're very much expected to have right now, um, that I'm facing for sure. I love, I love getting to work, but I completely understand that times become so busy and it's like, okay, I'm doing work at 11 p.m. and then I'm getting up at 7 a.m. and then I'm like napping in the middle of the day at like 1 to 1.30 p.m. and then I'm going to a brunch with my best friends and then I'm calling my family and then I'm preparing for a rehearsal and I know that so many people also that listen to my music are also musicians or creatives or going into the music industry or just entering this next stage of their lives, whether that's going into high school or going into college or going into after college, or you just are going through your daily life and you're in your 20s or your 30s or your 40s and you're just having a blast, um, I completely get it. And I am supporting you from afar. I'm giving you a virtual hug from afar because we are doing so much right now, more than we ever have, balancing work, internships, um, friendships, family, being connected with your friends from high school or your friends from your past creating new meaningful friendships, trying to understand how to do taxes, um, releasing music, rehearsing with your band, trying new things, keeping like a well-balanced mental health lifestyle. Um, All of that can be a lot. And I hear you and I support you and I see you and I love you. And I wish I could give you a big, big, big virtual hug. And that's really what I have to say about it because we're doing the most right now and it's so thrilling, but also can be overwhelming. So lots of love. Well, I think that was really well put and very touching for myself and I'm sure all of our college listeners out there. Oh, yeah. And that's all that I've got for you today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Genuinely, it means the world to me. College radio is so important and 
I just kisses. Y'all are the best. And that was Communication Breakdown. Thank you so much to Melina KB for taking the time to talk with me. And as always, thank you for listening. Before we go, here's one more from Melina KB. Have a great night. Boys weren't allowed in my room when I was a kid. But I just had one over. I bought an apartment and I'm paying the bills. But I still hung my Disney posters. I feel like it's Halloween, but I'm stuck in my costume. Scared, but hell with it, I'm doing what I want to. Sipping on Manhattan through a bandy's run. If you ask my fake ID, I'm 21. Never been this old, but never felt so young. Anyone else feel like they're just playing adults? Studied up on Gossip Girl when I was a teen. I'd watch it all, then rewind. Shirt doesn't fit with what I saw on the screen I'm squishing spiders in my knee highs All the greats insist that you can make it as a faker Let's bring your kids to work day I brought me just in a blazer Sipping a Manhattan through a Bendy's If you ask my fake ID, I'm 21 Never been this old but never felt so young Anyone else feel like they're just playing adults